G'day, I'm Osha Ginsberg, and I want to welcome you to the latest IKEA podcast series, Behind the Brand, the co-workers of IKEA. Join me as we take a peek inside the big blue box and get to know the people at the heart of the IKEA brand. We'll hear stories from co-workers as they take us on a journey through the IKEA culture and values, the very essence of what makes IKEA, IKEA. We'll also learn more about what IKEA stands for as a business, including climate action, equality, and supporting the communities in which it operates. Today, we'll be speaking with Courtney Rea, Unit People Planning Specialist at the IKEA Distribution Centre. I've got these uh, I've got these five questions for you. First thing that comes into your head, what's one thing that not enough people know about IKEA? That IKEA is actually an acronym for the founder's first name, Ingwer, last name, Kamprad. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce the, the rest of it. The farm he grew up on and the village he grew up in. So IKEA. Just blown my mind completely. I had no idea about that. Your favorite thing about working at the distribution center? Ooh, the people. It has to be the people. Marvelous. Your favorite film and why? Oh, um, Beauty and the Beast, the remake version, because I'm just a, a massive Disney fan. Have you been? Yes, I have. And I actually have a tattoo of uh, a Disney theme on my leg. So, yeah. Wow. It's bananas when you go, isn't it? It's bananas. Oh, yeah. I think I cried with joy about five times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. If you could be one person for a day, who would it be and why? Oh, does it have to be a person? Be whatever you want. I feel like I would love to be the queen's dog, the corgi. I absolutely love corgis. You'd get pampered the entire day and you can actually see what the queen's up to. So that would be pretty cool too. Whoa, I love it. Covert undercover corgi, Courtney. I'm digging it. (laughs) And if you do go online and if you do choose to check social media and you do choose to have a profile, what's your go-to social media situation right now? Um, Instagram, definitely. Because it's just, yeah, it's, just pictures you don't have to read anything uh or read much and yeah full of really great photography how long have you been with ikea um uh, i think it's about three years now i've jumped around a lot though i was at the distribution center first as the uh, hr admin and then um went to service office which is in tempe as the hr admin and then yeah now i'm back at the distribution center as the people planning specialist so, yeah, getting a lot of skills underneath me and experience, which is always good. And what was it about the gig at IKEA that, that appealed to you? What was it that you're like, you know what, I'm going to go for a job there? Uh, I think the culture, honestly, it was said to be such a great place to work and a lot of benefits and good people and good opportunity. And so when you started, uh, you're working in, in HR, what was the thing that you noticed to be most different at first? Probably more of the people side. I mean, at my previous job, it was a lot of just sitting behind the desk on your computer, emailing and everything. And yeah, when I got to become a part of a HR team, it was a lot of people and friendly faces and you interact with a lot of people, which is always good. Kind of brought me out of my shell a lot more. And what does it mean to have a workplace that is focused on the well-being of the co-workers? 
I mean, it's really encouraging. Like I've never felt like I wasn't useful or appreciated in my work or job. So yeah, it's been really welcoming to know that, you know, whatever you need to do, you can be yourself and do it. There's quite an emphasis on the value of togetherness at IKEA. I guess, how have you been present to that in in your career? I guess I've I've always been a little bit shy uh, with other people. So the togetherness value really stands out to me because it's not just you yourself within your role. It affects a broader scope of people. So it's great to see that within each role within IKEA, you always, you know, branch out and get ideas from other people and you get help from other people and you share knowledge. So that's always been really great to see. Yeah. And kind of always resonated with me because, you know, no one can do one thing by themselves. It's always great to uh, get help from other people and um, share ideas. You say you're working at the IKEA distribution center. Courtney, I believe the distribution center is about 70,000 square meters. Does that sound right? Yes, that does sound right. It's got a lot of gates for the containers to dock at. And I guess when you step into it, now I'm kind of used to it, but when you actually go into the warehouse part of it, you feel like an ant. It's that big. Who works there? And what's the what's the main function of the distribution center? Uh, so the main function is the handling team. Handling team makes up most of the warehouse co-workers there. So they're literally the, you know, the forklift operators, the pickers, the packers, the hands-on type people and roles. How many people show up to work on any given day? With the entire unit, um, at the moment, there's about 250 people there that work there. When it comes to the intricacies of your job, it's a, it's a pretty interesting role. In fact, pretty sure it was a role that didn't exist before you took it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, new role in the distribution center, so uh, in logistics. So never been done in the actual distribution center, Sydney. Can you take us through what that role entails, please? For me, it's kind of just monitoring how all the team leaders are going with their timekeeping system and also, you know, running reports. There's the forecast for the volume that comes through the warehouse. And then what I do is I base that and find out the hours based off the KPIs and that uh, spits out an hours allowance. So then I give that hours allowance to the warehouse manager and then he'll work out if we have enough people to do the work. Um, And then there's a lot of following up and how many hours did you spend versus what was actually given to you. And yeah, just kind of analyzing the forecast. Wow. So it sounds to me like your job is quite interesting as far as figuring out it should take this many people this long to do this thing. And if it takes them less, then what is it about this thing that we've missed? Or if it takes them longer, what is it about this thing that is too complicated? Yeah, exactly. And you kind of can, I guess, hold people accountable and say, you know, how, how can we work with this? What needs to be looked at and what needs to be done so we can get this as close as possible as we can. And I guess that's where the idea of, you know, giving responsibility and taking responsibility comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like I'm accountable for the the role, so I need to make sure that, you know, everybody's looking after what they need to look after. 
when I think of a, a distribution center for IKEA, you know, I think of the videos that I've seen online. So give me an idea at any one time, how many forklifts are, are fanging around the floor there? We've got about 20 LO pickers. So that's the forklifts that don't go too high. They just, you know, pick up a pallet and then kind of go around. And then uh, the forklifts, I want to say yeah, around 30. And yeah, there's also the high reaches, high reach as well. So that gets up on the extremely high racking to um, put stock away. So busy, busy. <laughs> and then you've also got the people just walking around, the team leaders, making sure that everybody's you know okay and doing the jobs. And then you've got the shift coordinators as well. And then you might have visitors coming from you know other places. Obviously not at the minute, but yeah, the you know warehouse tours and everything for newcomers and. Yeah, everybody kind of just walking around, just doing their job. You mentioned that the job that you've you've taken there at the distribution center, it didn't exist before you took it on. How have you worked to kind of really establish that role, I guess, and, and what have been the challenges in putting that role together for you? Everything's based off different things compared to the retail store. So when I was establishing it, I just... I spent a lot of time with the operations and kind of see how things run, what things need to be done, the different jobs within the warehouse to get my head around that bit. And then uh, I spent a lot of time with the warehouse manager to get my head around the actual KPI side of things. So how long does it take one job to do? And yeah, honestly, I've just been relying on other people to really get my head around and to help me with this to um, yeah put it in place. I think, yeah, it's been really amazing the support that I've got. Did you ever feel that you would be at a disadvantage for asking for so much help or did you feel supported? No, not at all. Honestly, every time I did feel supported, whether it's from the warehouse manager, the unit manager, my manager, yeah, I've I've never been afraid to ask for help or to ask a question, even though it might be a silly question. So yeah, I've always been always felt supported. So that idea of the togetherness gave you that feeling that, all right, I, I can ask this question and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, definitely. That's always shone through within my work and within the actual unit itself. What is it about the distribution center? Obviously, it's this gigantic you know, kind of heaving hub of the business and the way the business works. What is it about working there that you enjoy the most? Honestly, it's the people. I think the people really are so lovely there. Uh, they're so welcoming and it's really a push to just get up and go to work every single day, not only for where I work, but also the people to see everybody's faces and to have that interactions and being social and yeah. During the last summer, you clearly were aware that things were not going great for a lot of people in our country. I guess working out there, the smoke would have been would have been pretty thick. You used to live up in up in the Blue Mountains, so you're obviously very aware of the threat of bushfire and what a bushfire can do to a community. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it was pretty scary to think that well, that far away, the smoke could actually come to Marsden Park. It was um, pretty extraordinary. When you had a chance, though, what you, you could see, clearly see that there were some people that needed needed help. What action did you take when you had a chance? 
Well, there was actually a community going down for a donation run to the people of Cabago and all of those fire-affected areas. And us at the distribution center thought it was a really good idea just to get all the kind of leftover gifts that IKEA gives to their co-workers. So uh, like food hampers and pillows and towels and yeah, just gathered all that up and tagged along with the donation run to go and hand out all of the goods to the people more affected by bushfires. What was that experience like for you? Uh, honestly, it was so confronting but so rewarding at the same time. I think um, it was a pretty long day. We had uh, left at around 5 in the morning, didn't get back till around 3. So, yeah, just seeing it in real life is completely different from seeing it on the media. And it was just really great to lift everybody's spirits, even if it was a little bit. Um, I mean, we talked to a lot of people that actually lost their homes. So we went to a caravan park where a lot of people affected were staying. And yeah, just even having a conversation with them was good just to, you know, check in how they're going, um, if they need anything and yeah, it was, it was it was a really good day. How were the Christmas hampers received? Yeah, really good. I mean, there was obviously it's all IKEA stuff, chocolates and biscuits and oils, you know, things you might not think of getting or think of needing if you, you know, not really at home. So, yeah, I think I think they were really happy to kind of receive that. When you think about those communities and 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 what it is you do at IKEA, has working there changed how you feel about Obviously, you know, the, the, the business exists to help people make their home more comfortable or make their lives more, you know, kind of easier. Does it change the way working there? Does it change the way you've thought about what makes a home? Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's so important just to add, you know, a bit of view to your home and make sure that, you know, it's not just a place where you sleep or eat. It's a place where you can relax and be yourself and think IKEA really make sure that, you know, that's available for people to create. You've only recently in the last few months moved out of home for the first time. When it came time to putting your place together, did you just just, just go nuts? Yeah, honestly, I did. My coffee table, my bedside table, all of my kitchen things, my um, TV unit. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good experience. Now I know how to put pretty much all IKEA furniture together. Magnificent. It seems like to me that you've got, you've got quite a, uh, quite a pivotal role, quite an important gig there at the distribution center. What is it for you to be given that much responsibility? How does it, how do you feel that affects you and what you think you're capable of? Uh, I think, honestly, this role has got me out of my shell a lot, to be honest, and making sure that, you know, I get that interaction with other people. Yeah, I think it's really brought my skills and um, didn't think, to be honest, that I'd come this far so quick, which is also a credit to other people that helped. But, yeah, I think, yeah, it's really shown me that I am capable of, you know, doing different roles and setting things up from scratch. So, yeah. When it comes to responsibility, there's also, you know, taking responsibility. No one is flawless. When you have, uh, you know, maybe had a bit of a mistake or something, what have you learned about taking responsibility around those things? 
the quicker it comes to light and the quicker it's raised, the better. There's no point just sitting on it until it gets worse. So I think it's really important to just, you know, come clean, learn from it and start over. We can only grow from our mistakes. So it's so important to make them and to learn from them and grow from them so it doesn't happen again. When you look at the uh, distribution center, the extraordinary big mixture of people and machines and stock and barcodes and all that kind of stuff, what is it that impresses you the most about it, do you think? Probably that it's just such a vast range of people working together. IKEA is such a diverse place and it just works and everybody's friendly towards each other and everybody respects each other. It's a really great thing to see that, you know, people still work together even though they might be different or, you know, have different opinions. It's you, you, you come to IKEA to work and get the job done and I think everybody respects that, so it's great. When you look forward, what excites you about what's to come uh, in your own career? Probably that I might not know what my next step is, but that's okay. I don't really need to know right this instant that I get enough support from IKEA and the distribution center to know that, you know, wherever I might want to go, then they're going to accommodate that and help me within my career. So it's really, really good to know. And what about the company as a whole when you see the the larger kind of global directions that they're taking, um, pretty big moves, some of them? How do you feel? Pretty proud, actually, to work for a company that's so invested in their people and always looking for ways to improve and also kind of roll with the times, get on board with, you know, all of the different things that are going on in the world. They're moving towards a better and great place to work. Ah. It's so exciting to, to 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 speak with you, Courtney, because I I'm I'm just kind of fascinated with systems and 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 the efficiency of systems. I know it's weird, but that's <laughs> one of the things that I'm into. And and a place like your distribution center to me is like, oh my god, can we go and have a look? I'm like so excited <laughs> at the idea of how do you get you know 300 trucks in and out on the same day and 4,000 pallets in and out on the same day and not have two bump into each other and make sure everything gets in the right spot. Like all that kind of thing just blows my mind. It's great to see each function just working together and making sure the customer gets what they need, which is what IKEA is all about. And my house is full of those things, I promise you. <laughs> That's great. Courtney, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for making the time in your busy day. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for your time as well. It was great to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Brand, the co-workers of IKEA. Make sure you subscribe to hear the next episode. Thanks for listening.